Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. People are after security, you know, because of lockdowns, because of, uh, you know, um, potentially, you know, you have to stay indoors for an extended period of time. People are starting to realize that they need, you know, somewhere that they can stay in comfortably. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum. And in this episode of Invest Like a Pro presented by Housefinder, we are chatting with successful buyer's agent Simon Liu. We discuss the current property markets in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane among the COVID pandemic. Liu reveals details of a hot deal, how he secured it as well as his predictions for the markets in the near future. Lou tells us a little bit about what he's been doing and also shares with us a particular client that he's been working with who landed an excellent deal. So, stories are true. Um, the market's uh, gone a little bit crazy since uh, I would say around about from about October um, last year. Uh, it's like a combination of a couple of things, just low interest rates, a lot of confidence back in the market. Um, you know, there's uh, Australians saved 110 billion dollars last year uh, from uh, from from COVID. You know, because people, yeah, exactly. You know, they weren't going on holidays, they weren't spending money on, you know, going out uh, on weekends like to, to, for dinner and all that kind of stuff. And and this they're pumping it a lot of it into property because they're see they're seeing the hype. You know, there's there was a lot of hype um, since since October actually that property prices are going to go up, um, you know, and people are just spending it. But what's interesting is there's also a bit of an element where um, it's it's the shift between investors and owner-occupiers uh, has has changed quite a lot as well. So th- we're no- noticing a larger amount of people buying properties are definitely first-time buyers or owner-occupiers. You know, previously it might be 50-50 investors slash owner-occupiers. But nowadays, the, the 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 balance is definitely skewed towards people looking for a house to live in. Why do you think that's been the case? It's it's quite interesting. A couple of things, I think. Um, you know, one of the things is that money is very cheap right now. You know, it's uh, it's it's. I mean, interest rates are so low. You know, you, people aren't people when they're buying properties to live in. Um, you know, just a typical family or, or a couple or or, an, or or mom and dad kind of scenario. I mean, as sad as it is, the reality is they're not thinking very long-term ahead. They're not realizing that interest rates can one day increase um, as well. 
Um, and it's probably not going to happen for some time based on what's, uh, what's, what has happened. But, um, you know, when it does, it's, it's really, it's really, it, it's really important to not just over leverage, overextend yourself. And I, I am seeing a lot of people doing that at the moment, you know, in order to get into a, a you know, quote unquote dream home. So, you know, you, you kind of like need to tread a little bit carefully, um, at this point in time, uh, especially if you are a first home buyer and own occupier, you know, don't, don't max out your app, your maximum borrowing capacity, you know, stay, give yourself a bit of a buffer. Um, the other reason is there's a lot of government stimulus at the moment, you know, first home buyer grants, uh, you know, stamp duty being waived, you know, if you're buying properties under a certain, 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 certain dollar value, uh, you know, there's still a lot of um, a lot of government incentive from an income perspective as well. So there's there's just a lot of a uh, lot of help from government that's that's helped propping up confidence as well in the market. And I think another factor is you know based on everything that's happened with COVID, you know, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode as well. Um, people are after security, you know, because of lockdowns, because of uh, you know. Um, potentially, you know, you have to stay indoors for an extended period of time. People are starting to realise that they need, you know, somewhere that they can stay in comfortably uh, and most importantly, without a risk of uh, or, uh, or at least a perceived risk of, um, you know, having to, to move or leave. So I think all these elements put together has kind of really pumped the 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 uh, uh, property market you know pretty much in all areas you know in, in Australia Sydney Melbourne Brisbane um, uh, even in some of the cities that have been a bit lags behind so Perth and Adelaide and, and those kinds of areas as well so yeah I mean there's uh, there's, there's also been a, a noticeable shift um, to more affordable locations as well you know work from home is a reality now. Uh, and there's a lot of people moving into more affordable areas. Uh, for example, a migration from Melbourne and Sydney to Brisbane, which is one of the reasons why another reason why Brisbane has been has been um, has been uh, you know moving up significantly. So yeah, I mean those are the, some of the changes that I'm seeing in the market at the moment and and in the past few months. Looking at your your recent purchases, because you know you're helping so many of your clients achieve great results. You know you still continue to be able to find fantastic opportunities. Share with us one of them that you've recently found for one of your clients, because I'd like to know you know what's happening in that side of the market as well. So one of the interesting things is that you know because of a hot market, you know there's a lot of people out there, both uh, you know just your standard investor or, or even professionals, claiming that you can't get good deals anymore. You know, because they because everyone just I mean the market's just too hot. Whereas I'm finding it's it look I mean there is definitely more competition out there, but the good deals are definitely out there. And this particular example I think proves that they still exist. So you know it's a pro- it's a property that we bought for a client um, uh, in Brisbane uh, around about 28, uh, 27 or twenty eight kilometers from the CBD. Um, it's a three-bedroom house, an older house, um, on 887 square meters. So it's a massive block of land. Now, the 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 land value for this property was $260,000. The actual value of the house itself is probably around about the 320-ish mark, and we paid $215,000 for 
for this house. Wow, <laughs> that is phenomenal. It was off market. You know, the guy, the, the it came from a, a selling agent that, uh, you know, knew that the seller was extremely, he was a very old guy that was selling the property. Uh, and he just wanted a certain figure for the house to move on. Uh, he didn't want to market it because it was actually still living there at the time. Uh, so he didn't want to do open inspections and all this kind of stuff. So he wasn't he wasn't really like after the absolute top dollar. Like he knew he bought the property like years and years ago, and he just wanted to, you know, not essentially not make make too much money out of it. He just wanted to, you know, a fair price. Uh, well, you know, uh, what he wanted. I wouldn't say a fair price. Um, and he just wanted to get out. So, you know, he called me up and I said, you know what, it's a no-brainer. You know, so I sent it to a client of mine and he, um, yeah, he, we went for it. Now, there is a bit of a catch with this house. It, it, it's it been lived in by a gentleman that is extremely uh, 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 well into his years. Uh, and the house is is original. Like when we did the inspections, when we did the due diligence, uh, there was nothing major that came up from a structural perspective. But the house was, you know, you can imagine a house that's around about, you know, 40 years old that, you know, hasn't really had any changes to it. You know, there's wear and tear, you know, it needed a good cosmetic makeover. So, you know, at the price that we paid for it, again, absolute no-brainer to put, you know, a bit of money into it to make it, uh, to, to, to freshen it up. So all that really needed was, you know, new walls in terms of a new paint, uh, new floors, so new carpets. Uh, it, we updated the kitchen as well. Uh, we updated the bathroom. We did a little bit of yard work, um, and you know the cost is was going was around about the sort of ten thousand, maybe a little bit more mark. So it wasn't wasn't overly overly expensive or anything like that. And this is a good example of where people can still find good deals because. I mentioned before that a lot of people in the market at the moment are first-time buyers, they're owner-occupiers. They're wanting to buy a place to live in. And these are the kinds of properties where it's not very appealing to them. You know, money is cheap. If, if people can afford to even borrow a little bit more money to buy a product that's a, a little bit more polished, that they can see themselves moved, moving in immediately, then they're not they're not they're not hesitant to do that you know just to borrow more and pay a little bit more for it which in the world of property investing is an absolute no-no so you know whether the market's hot whether it's market's flat whether the market's going down it's in every investor's duty to find deals to think outside the square and think okay how can i make a dollar from this property without relying on the fact that it's going to go up in value it will go up in value you know like Eventually, all all properties, you know, after peaks and troughs and sideways action, like the trend is always going to be up. But it's about, like I say, you know, all the time, it's about what can I, do, what how can I use this property to help me buy the next property to leverage up. And the simple answer is, 
you know, buying a house for 215 grand, <laughs> that's worth, that's worth uh, you know, close to 300 grand. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, and, and I think that's, that's exactly true because when you think about it, if money is cheap, then people will actually pay that little bit extra because it's only going to cost them maybe 100 bucks extra per month to have everything already done because no one really does, you know, especially when they're time poor, want to actually go and spend that time to do all these repairs, changes and cosmetic makeup but that's, that's basically from a, a first-time buyer or maybe a homeowner perspective because it's all emotionally charged but when we're looking as an investment, we would be very much looking at going, how can we actually add value to a property that is original and, and as you've just talked about, original doesn't mean that it's run down that badly. All it means is that it just needs to uplift like as you said, replacing carpets, making it cosmetically look clean. Look, I stay away from structural defects. You know, when there's like a, a, a slab issues, when there's uh, roofing truss issues, when there's, you know, those those kinds of things that are, that are you know, tens of thousands of dollars to repair, you know, definitely stay away from those. But a, a simple cosmetic reno where you spend five or 10 grand or 20, even up to 15 odd thousand dollars to, to, to spruce up a property visually, you know, and then in six, within six months time, you can potentially get, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 K of equity out to help you buy your next one. Like that's so important. If your goal is to build a portfolio of properties, that's super, super important. So that's always what we, we tend to look for, whether we're looking in, you know, million dollar suburbs in a city whether we're looking at uh, cheaper suburbs, you know, f- a little bit further out, it's all it comes down to the deal at the end of the day, uh, and they're still out there, you know. Like even in a hot market, they definitely exist, um, but it's just about um, being able to f- to spot them and being able to think outside the square to 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 realize them. Coming up next. Lou shares some more on the recent purchase in Brisbane. Only about, I think, seven-minute walk to station, a train station, you know, so close to shops and parks and transport and all that kind of stuff. So all those fundamentals have been ticked. Um, but most importantly, we could get it for the price that we got it at. So, you know, when I sent that to uh, a cl- my client, uh, he got super excited. <laughs> we hear his thoughts on the Brisbane boom. You know, for every house that's being listed, they're getting like 20 people rocking up to a minimum to, to first opens. You know, properties are selling within day a day, you know, in some cases. So these are all the telltale signs that the, the boom in Brisbane is, is starting to happen. He shares his advice for preparing to get into the market during a boom. Because if you don't do it, someone else will. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's, I know it's very difficult for investors out there uh, to commit to you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of worth of purchase, you know without doing due diligence, without um, doing inspections and things like that. But there are things that you can do on a contract that will still give you the flexibility to or the luxury to conduct these inspections whilst you've also secured the property. And that's after the break. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Have you been looking for months and getting frustrated that each property you've seen since be a lemon? Or are you after distress, off-market, high cash flow properties in high growth areas, capital city locations? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you are not alone. For being a loyal listener of the podcast, Simon Liu is offering a free one-hour strategy session normally valued at $500 
to help put together an actionable property plan. To get your free strategy session, simply visit housefinder.com.au and fill out the contact form or call Simon directly on 0415-626-342 and quote Property Invest Story. Lou tells us how this particular property came onto the market and if there was much competition to actually purchase it. So there was no competition because it was off market. Um, the agent just called me about it because me and this agent, we've done quite a lot of deals together. So he knew that I was I could produce a buyer that was not going to stuff him around too much and stuff his seller around too much, you know, from a timing perspective, from a finance perspective or anything like that. So he called me up, told me about the specs, told me about the, the potential price and I was like, you know what, no brainer. You know, I put the property together, I researched it, made sure there was no flood zones, no bushfire zones, no power lines, no main roads. You know, none of that kind of stuff that you obviously don't want. Um, making sure that it's in a decent area, you know, decent street. It was actually in the cul-de-sac, so a very quiet, you know, family-friendly suburban street. It was actually walk to station as well, only about, I think, seven-minute walk to station, a train station, you know, so close to shops and parks and transport and all that kind of stuff. So all those fundamentals have been ticked. Um, but most importantly, we could get it for the price that we got it at. So, you know, when I sent that to uh, a cl- my client, uh, he got super excited <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, secured the property. We secured it with a contract first. Um, and once we had the secured it, we had the obviously the, the, the 14 day, you know, finance and building and pest period where we did the inspections. Uh, and, look, you know, we did the inspections. It came out with the issues that it's had, which were all cosmetic. Um, it also, we also found out, uh, um, yeah, most importantly, that there weren't any major issues. So, you know, that gave us the confidence to go ahead. Uh, part of the inspection was me getting, uh, one of our, one of, our, one of the handymans that we, we, we work closely with to go out and do a bit of a quote to, to find out exactly how, well, roughly how much it was going to cost to fix everything up. Uh, so once he gave us that idea, then, you know, it gave us a, a lot more confidence to go ahead as well. So, you know, once done, you know, we're, we, I mean, we, we're kind of just going to be sitting on it now for a couple of months, but we are going to obviously refinance it, you know, pull out the equity and, you know, like I do with a lot of my purchases, using that equity to help buy the next property. Um, and that's how a lot of, a lot of uh, my clients, including myself, you know, that's how we built our initial portfolios to create, to create that passive income. So I'm just also wondering with this particular property, you mentioned it's like 800 square meters, which is quite a big block. There is there any potential development opportunities on it that you could add something else to add more value and increase the equity on this property? Yeah, 887 square meters. Um, unfortunately, the property is it is at in a cul-de-sac, so it's one of those properties that's shaped a little bit oddly. It's kind of like a a, a rhombus shape. <laughs> um, so you can't really subdivide it per se. Actually, that's a lie. Like I haven't really explored that option to be completely honest with you. Like we bought it with the premise that you couldn't subdivide it or, or do anything of that nature. Um, if you did want to do it, you'd, you'd have to knock down the main house, uh, which uh, would not be a viable exercise at this point in time. Um, but there is definitely more than enough land to, for it to build a proper granny flat. You know, when I say proper, its own access, you know, its own yards. It's it's separate of away enough from the main house for it to be uh, to to be lived in separately. 
So, you know, the land is definitely there. It's definitely got that potential. There was no trees, no like there were a few little shrubs, but no massive trees on the block as well. So it's a, a, a pretty low-maintenance kind of block. Um, there was a massive shed on it as well, um, which uh, which is actually good from a, from the investment uh, sorry from a rental perspective. Uh, so, look, I mean, we're not we're not really the, well. At least my client is not looking to do any anything like that in the in the in the near future. It's really just to buy it, rent it out, strip the equity, and use it to move on, uh, because we just bought it for weights for 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 that kind of money. So. And down the track, you know, if he wants to increase the cash flow through there, then yeah, build a build a granny flat for under 100k, and that would boost definitely for sure. It's thing, it's just additional strategies down the track, and there's opportunities to do more things for that, which is fantastic. So it, it sounds like there are still great opportunities out there. You just got to look out for it. And and from your experience, you know, what what do you think is really happening in the Brisbane market at the moment since the pandemic has hit? Okay, so I think it's really important to answer that in two parts. Before COVID, Brisbane was has had done nothing, and there was a lot of people saying, oh, "Why would I buy in Brisbane?" Because you know I'm buying, you know, it's achieved zero growth. It hasn't done much for the past almost ten years. You know, whereas Sydney and Melbourne have just taken off, right? And for me, that's that's exactly the reason why we were buying up heavily um, for myself and my clients in Brisbane. You know, because we were buying at the very bottom of the market, you know, and the since COVID happened, bizarrely, you know, we were all expecting maybe even a pullback, if not nothing happening in the Brisbane market. But the exact opposite has happened, which is it, the boom is actually just starting. And look, I don't have a crystal ball, like I always say. I don't know what's going to happen in the next week or month or years. But the evidence is that, you know, Properties are selling for way more money than they were 12 months ago. You know, for every house that's being listed, they're getting like 20 people rocking up to a minimum to, to first opens. You know, properties are selling within day a day, you know, in some cases. So these are all the telltale signs that the, the boom in Brisbane is is starting to happen. And, you know, there's a saying where a a, a rising tide lifts all, lifts all boats. You know, there are certain, there are definitely markets within markets within Brisbane um, you know, there are good areas, bad areas, but at the end of the day, a, you know, growth happens in percentages and you can't have one part of Brisbane go up significantly and another area get lags behind and does nothing. You know, that the, 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 uh, the, the disparity in prices, it already exists and it's only natural that at some point one will catch up to another. So, you know, I, my my suggestion to to investors and clients like in these kinds of markets is don't get carried away you know don't don't get don't get caught up in the hype don't just pay whatever just to buy a property and hoping that it's going to go up and 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 you're going to ride the wave of the boom and you will but it's uncertain so you don't want to put yourself in that position you know buy properties still look for deals and the deals that we're looking for at the moment like you kind of have to think a little bit deeper you know, most of the people are owner occupiers and 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 first home buyers look in the market at the moment. So, what aren't they looking for? Like like I said in that example, they're not looking for houses that might need a bit of work. You know, they're not looking for houses that already have a tenant because they you know if they're wanting to buy a house to live in, they want to move in immediately. They don't want to have to give six months notice, twelve months notice uh, for a, for a tenant to leave. Um, so, you know, that that's actually more conducive to my investors. 
you know, if they buy a house and it's already rented, that's like a massive bonus. <laughs> so, you know, there are certain things that we can look for that will play in your favor. Definitely off-market deals. You know, I would say most of my deals that I'm doing right now have not even hit realestate.com.au. Um, there are a lot of reasons. Don't forget that there are still a lot of reasons why people sell. Um, even though what you're seeing, you know, being marketed, you know, on ads and domain on realestate.com.au, you know, people, you think that people are still just selling and getting the maximum price and properties unaffordable. There's a lot that happens in the background that you're not seeing where, you know, properties are being sold for, you know, um, still, still decent prices and still good deals. So, you know, getting access to those, uh, to those off market deals is, is, is definitely paramount. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And this is where I think we got to shift the mentality and the strategy on how to approach it because it's very easy to hear about other people saying it in the media in particular, you know, there's going to be a big boom and there's going to be, you know, hard, lots of uh, like lack of supply and huge demand. Yes, that's part of it. But I think, as you said, if you look deeper and find out what the motivations are, going back to people, you know, that's when you can actually find the best opportunities. And we've, we've said this time and time again, but a property investment is a people's business. And if you actually do right by the people that you work with, you know, whether it be the vendor or the agent or whoever, the deals will actually show itself. No, 100%. No, I completely agree. And um, yeah, it's not about taking advantage of people at all. You know, like I said, there are genuine situations where people do not want to sell, do not care. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say do not want to sell for the highest price, but they don't necessarily care about getting the highest price. You know, so getting yourself in, into into those situations is is going to work in your favor as an investor. So the other thing I will, will mention is like I've, I've been Brisbane heavy for a very long time, but once it, it becomes, gets to a point where it's it, it becomes like a Sydney or Melbourne, you know, I'll be moving elsewhere, you know, and I'll be taking my clients with me as well. So um, I'm not 100% sure where that is at the moment. We're doing so, a, lot, a lot of research in a couple of different cities, a couple of different areas. But, um, but yeah, right now it's still – Brisbane is still where, uh, where, where the, uh, the action is. Yeah. I remember when I first had the conversation with you going back a number of years because I, I was also looking at Brisbane a while ago and, you know, I haven't been buying anything in there since then. I think it was very, very underpriced and it still is, you know, compared to say, for example, Sydney and Melbourne and it is going to be a time where you just got to wait for the right timing and usually cycles happen every 10 years and it sounds like with all that's been happening around with the pandemic and all the demand that's been, you know, been pushing things into place, it might be the next time, these next few years that things will start to actually increase quite substantially. Only time will tell. But um, I guess it's just being prepared, and I think maybe what the question is then for, for listeners out there is how how can they actually get prepared in times like this? Because so much is changing, and there was so much uncertainty initially for the last eight months, and still is, you know. But I think there's there's a lot more clearer message and clearer picture of what's happening. What do you think investors should be doing right now to prepare for things like this? Uh, pre- prepare for like a boom or prepare for a boom prepare to you know should they get into the market what well, i mean i guess just try, try and see from your perspective what would you do in a circumstances like this first of all have your pre-approval in place but that goes without saying whether you're in a in a in a quiet market or in a, in a in a busy market just make sure you're prepared to move because when the right deal comes up it's a very very short window 
you know, if you're not going to, if if the if a deal is definitely good, all the numbers stack up, they're below market value, you know, good cash flow, good at value potential, all those kinds of stuff that we talk about, you have to you have to be prepared to move almost immediately, uh, because if you don't do it, someone else will. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's I know it's very difficult for investors out there uh, to commit to you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of worth of purchase you know without doing due diligence without um doing inspections and things like that but there are things that you can do on a contract that will still give you the flexibility to or the luxury to conduct these inspections whilst you've also secured the property and if you don't like what you see you can terminate the contract and you know, many times there'll be no cost to you if you do it properly. So, you know, it's about educating yourself on that process, on the whole buying process. It's about, you know, having the confidence to just strike while the iron's hot, um, not not uh, not being too hesitant. Um, and it's it's just about, um, uh, you know, remaining unemotional as well. You know, I think that's all I always drive that that point home. Uh, emotional is not just about what property that you want, but it also means not getting carried away with, you know, FOMO. <laughs> you know, the, you, I'm seeing that a lot at the moment. You know, there are people thinking they're going to miss out. Um, you know, just wait for the right deal, wait for the right opportunity, go at your own pace. Um, but at the same time, you know, I know it's a bit contradictory, but at the same time, you know, if the right thing comes along, you know, it takes your boxes. Uh, it, you know it's a good investment property, you know, to make a move. You know, that's what, I, that's what I'd be suggesting. Thank you to buyer's agent Simon Liu our guest on this special episode of Invest Like a Pro presented by Housefinder. Also, for being a loyal listener of the podcast, I've asked Simon to offer a free one-hour strategy session normally valued at $500 to help you put together an actionable property plan. To get your free strategy session, simply visit housefinder.com.au and fill out the contact form or call Simon directly on 0415 626 342 and quote, Property Investory.